So let's get into this uh, Sex in the City segment. This is Sex in the City segment. This is the last hour where I talk with the, the guest, the person that co-hosts with me. Uh, you know, I ask them questions about what they're doing in the community, what they're doing, you know, creatively. You know, I have visionaries, thought leaders, creatives, artists that come on to the show, and we just, you know, have conversation, you know, just dialogue about what they're doing, and, you know, we break that down. So... And again, I'm going to put this out there as I always do. I want this to be a spinoff show. I want this to be a show that's at, held at a venue. I want a three-hour venue uh, or a three-hour slot at a venue and do this live because I feel <clears> like an hour is not enough time to really get into you know, having a conversation with someone. True. So person I'm interviewing today, DJ Lane, <laughs> Billy Frank Ocean. Uh, former uh, Y.O. Christian rapper. <laughs> uh, part of uh, one fifth of the Smith Boys. Shout out to uh, Trey Diggs and uh, <laughs> Trey and Diggs. D. Yeah, Trey I, Diggs I, 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 I don't very memory rather. Uh, former CEO of Mastermind Entertainment. Shout out to uh, Perry and uh, Andrew. Andrew just got married. Uh, congratulations to him. Congrats. And Perry just had a child. Congratulations to him also. Yeah, I've done a lot. Mm. Yes, let's, let's let's get into it. Um, so let's start off, uh, like, what got you, like, I know you into me, like, he, this is my brother, so I got to act like I don't know him. <laughs> so <laughs> we were there. <laughs> you should know this, yeah. You saw me write my first rhyme. That's <laughs> yeah. not true. And I, yeah, no, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about Mastermind. Start off with Mastermind. You know, you started off, you know, you were a lover of R&B. Mm -hmm. Love R&B. You sing. You are mm -hmm. a singer. Or are you a singer? I was. You're not singing anymore. No, my karaoke spot got shut down. I'm not singing <laughs> anymore. Karaoke legend up here. Yes. Karaoke legend. Yes. Uh, what's the name of that sushi bar? Uh, Ayoku's. Okay. Shout out to Ayoku's. No, that's not shout out to because they, they shut it down. Okay. They, so ruined, I, they ruined me. <laughs> okay. He, he, he can't get to work nowadays. Yes. So <laughs> I know your love for R&B back in the day used to, you know, get on my nerves. <laughs> with all these whack. Well, I ain't going to call them whack. I just got tired of hearing R&B because I was in the hip hop. Mm. But, uh. You transpired into writing and, you know, start singing. So let's take us through the, 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 the journey of from singer to, you know, uh, having your record label and all that. Go into that. Well, it started basically, it was like 98, 99. That was back in the No Limit era. era. So Mass P come uh. out. Yeah, word. So listening to like the, I would like buy the No Limit albums, of course. But I always would look for, like whenever Mass P was on TV. Mm -hmm. I remember him. He was on uh, Tavis Smiley, mm -hmm. back when Tavis had Smiley had a show mm. on BT. Shout out! Yeah, so I was watching that. I was like taped it, watched it over and over again, and I was like, I wanted to be a, a mogul like Master P, like a uh, Puffy, like a Suge Knight. <laughs> Pause there for a second. <laughs> we pray for that man. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be that guy. So, but also I was also doing the singing thing. We had the group Impulse. Shout out to Impulse, Byron. All them. What up? I remember Grant. Hey, was Kelly in that group? No, Kelly was not in that group. Oh, Kelly okay. did not sing, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Earl. And I got Earl in, was in the group, too. Earl. Uh, we battle rap back in the day. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. What? <laughs> you were there. Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We'll get into that. I forgot about that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so us doing that, I was writing the songs for Impulse. Uh, we have uh, about, what, three songs recorded. Nobody would ever hear them. I have one on my phone right now. You'll never hear it. Don't worry about it. Don't ask me no questions. But uh, that transitioned over to us wanting to do a record label. Um, Andrew, who was the manager of the group at the time, um, and also Perry, who was a member of the group, we all formed the Mastermind. All three of us were CEOs, and we were basically signing 
we wanted to do R&B. We were pushing uh, Grant, who was a pop artist that we had on our label. Young Justin Timberlake, huh? Word. <laughs> you know what it is. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, so we had Grant. Uh, we found a R&B group, uh, Unique. Shout out to Unique. Um, I, I hear from them brothers in like 10 years. <laughs> Man, I apologize for that situation. Unique and Chris Misfit called the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so it was those two that we started pushing. So I was right. Um, Unique wrote their own songs. I was writing songs for Grant. And we had a producer, and it was Trey was producing for us. Um, D uh, D was producing for us, and Stein was producing for us. Mm-hmm. So we were doing working on all this stuff, and we had a show over at uh, the Majestic, and we hooked up with this this record company. Now I'm getting to the story. The story was kind of shady, but we ended up had to do all the work, all the promotion for the said show mm-hmm. to get the show together. And if you know the Majestic, Majestic holds like. 500 to 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. It was maybe 50 people. And this is with, we had a BG was like the um, the featured artist. Mm-hmm. Um, 50 people showed up to the concert. Cash Money BG, if you didn't catch yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Cash yeah. Money BG. Yes. So, 50 people showed up to the show, and like 45 of them came from us. Mm-hmm. And there was like maybe 10 acts besides BG on the card. So, that left a bad taste in our mouth. And me and the other CEOs were having a little infighting with go- in regards to that label. So after that, we was pushing. We found um, Lack. Well, actually, we had Cal Tourette first. Cal Tourette was uh, Andrew's friend, his childhood friend, who was rap. He was actually pretty dope. Um, shout out to Cal Tourette. Mm-hmm. And then we had Lack. Young Lack, shout out. Young Lack, Seville, the Mac. If yeah, you're still that. live out there, what up? Yeah, if you don't know Young Lack, that was the first album I was featured on back in 99. 9899 that was my first debut feature on any rap album so uh million dollar mouthpiece mm-hmm. go find that if you can i have it on my computer hit me up i might sell it for you because <laughs> i haven't got my royalties from that <laughs> go so, ahead but yeah so we signed him and last i said a lot of infighting going on a lot of money being spent trying to do the upkeep with him and with his situation and whatnot now get into details about that mm. But so much money got spent out, so many uh, many uh, things going on with us, we ended up just breaking it off. Mm-hmm. So we stopped doing it. And after that, I fell off the music scene for like two or three years. Then I ended up running into one of the guys who used to be in the group named uh, Dion Yancey. Shout out to Dion. Can't find you. You, you delete your Facebook. Trying to find you again. I got some more songs for you. Is the brother that used to have like the... Uh, Light hair the and hazel, hazel eyes. Hazel yeah. hair and hazel eyes. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dion. Yeah, so I ran into him. And I was like, yeah, I'm still doing music. This is around the time making the band uh, came out with uh, Day 26. Okay. So I was watching that show, getting inspired again. So I started writing again. Ran to him. I I did a song with him. And I'll try to pull it up to where we can play it on the show. The song was dope. And some situation happened with him. He lost his studio. And after that, like I kind of like stopped. Because, like, no real life happened, you know. At the time, I was engaged, you know. We're doing the family thing, you know, trying to get that stuff started. Mm-hmm. Then after that, you know, life happened, and now we're here now. So Boom. Long journey. Long journey. It was about like, a good 15 years right there. You covered yeah. about 10, 15 right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I remember some of those stories. You know, uh, I wasn't there for most of it. And then mm-hmm. I've always asked you, your brother raps. <laughs> you signed uh, Young Lack, but you didn't mm-hmm. sign your brother. You were in New York? Yeah, I was in New York at the time. But, yeah. So, yeah, definitely uh, wanted to get into uh, also, jumping ahead, like you said, uh, you just you pretty much fell back from rapping, and, you know, you are here where you are now. Now, we get into this battle rap. Okay. This battle rapping. Uh, 
I put you on to this battle rap. Yes, you. Okay, let, let me let me explain something to y'all. <laughs> we have a history. Me, me, and uh, Mister Naki over here. He will put me on the stuff, and I will get immersed in it, and I will come back to him like, "Yo, you done?" He was like, "Yeah, I don't care about that no more." <laughs> like he just blow it off, and I'm like, "So you let me sit here and get immersed in this thing that I like, and I have nobody to talk to uh, talk to you about." So, <laughs> so like the first thing he put me on, well, not the first thing, but one of the things he put me on was little I, brother. I let you talk about this one time. I know, it's, it's, it's and to this day, <laughs> yes, and to this day, he hates when I talk about little brother or Fonte or Ford Exchange or anything related to him. But I got so immersed in that sto- in their story, backstory, um, the transition, meeting them, uh, conversing with uh, Fonte a couple times. Like it's kind of weird because like I, I, I thought like, yo, I talked to Fonte. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> like yeah, you didn't talk to Nas. <laughs> that's true. I did not talk to Nas. <laughs> but like I, I put <laughs> Fonte like as far as on, like on a personal level, I put him up there with Nas. Mm. Maybe not on a like lyrical level, like oh my god, the, the, the um, catalog, but the the personal connection. We talked about this before, uh, talk about this before. The personal connections is major to me. Mm-hmm. Like when you talk about Nas, like I can quote lyrics that like you hear that you like it's like so profound it changes your life. Right. Same with Joe Button. Same with Fonte. Mm-hmm. So that's why those relationships mean about the same as with a Nas. Mm-hmm. But anyway, off that. So with the battle rap, the first battle, the I was watching battle rap back when like Mook and um, Sirius on the stoop outside. They were not outside. They're in the barbershop. Oh yeah, it was in the barbershop. I'm thinking yeah. about uh, Mook and uh, Jay Mills. Yeah, no, that was outside on the stage, or they were up somewhere. It was outside somewhere. Are you talking about? Oh, the, are you talking about the? You talking about Mook and uh, Party Artie? No, they were in the park. Never mind. <laughs> well, go ahead. Anyway, so. So I was watching that, and I was watching 106 in Park. Mm-hmm. I thought 106 in Park was trash, which is kind of hilarious because I missed when Hollow was on there, and he won seven times. I missed Lux when he won seven times because I back then I was like, I'm not messing with 106 in Park anymore. The only people I remember is uh, Poster Boy, Poster Boy, and Jen. It, yeah, <laughs> the Poster Boy, Jen, too. After that, I kind of like fell off of it. Yeah, Blind Fury too. So mm-hmm. shout out to Blind Fury. Yeah. So after like the Mookin series, like the battle rap wasn't like. Popping to where like oh my god a new rap a battle rap coming out a new uh, somebody's battling somebody's battling mm-hmm. so I saw the Mook and Sirius okay I saw the Sirius and Jen Sirius destroyed him yeah he got killed yeah <laughs> and then the dude E and J versus somebody I forgot the other guy's name but that's a uh, oh are you mad because I'm styling or are you? oh my god <laughs> yeah got that one out. yeah I saw that <laughs> so after that it was like there was like nobody it was like oh you gotta see this battle. So I'm like, yeah, so I kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Then you came through, was that 2013? Mm-hmm. And it was like, yo, did you see the uh, Math versus Dose rematch? And I'm like, who, who are these guys? <laughs> I, I, who was that? So you were like, okay. So you showed me the Math and Dose one. Mm-hmm. Watched that one. Died laughing with the Math, uh, punched them. Mm-hmm. Then you showed me the actual battle after, what happened after that. So I'm like, yo, that was dope. Mm-hmm. So after I watched that, this is after uh, Summer Madness 2 and the Lux. You don't get this work and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember when that happened on on uh, internet. Everybody was going crazy. Like, oh, you don't get this work. You get the work. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I could see Lux's face as old dude. I'm like, what is old dude uh, trying to battle rap? <laughs> this is ridiculous. So I remember after that, Math was one of my favorite battle rappers. To this day, still my favorite, one of my favorite battle rappers. Mm-hmm. So I would go back and like watch his battles. So I watched um, him versus Averb, him versus uh, Iron Solomon, him versus Rex. All this stuff. And around the same time, this is also when battle rap started growing to where stuff started happening more often. Mm-hmm. So I remember 
right at the same time, that's when he battled John John. That was like a brand new battle. Math. You're talking about math. Math, yeah, math. So as you start going back and look at these old battles, you just say, okay, who's Averb guy? So you watch that battle. Okay, I like Averb. Let me watch some Averb battles. So Averb versus Hitman. Hitman, oh, Hitman was dope. Let me go see some more Hitman battles. Mm-hmm. Hitman versus Arsenal. Like, these are like classic battles. Mm-hmm. Like, Hitman versus Arsenal is hilarious. I'll just show you that one. We talk about, uh, what do you say, uh, oh, talk about contracts that can hit this dude, not you. Yeah, 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 I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, see, like, yo, this is, who, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. So, it started branching out. Like, you was like, show me that one video. You were like, I'm off of it. So, I'm sitting there going back and looking at the histories of everything. Mm-hmm. So, I finally went back and said, like, okay, let me watch Summer Madness 2. And I remember that one night I watched every battle for Summer Madness 2. And I saved the Lux and Calico for last. Mm-hmm. Should have saved them. I, sh- I should have ignored that Mook battle. The Mook of Alex Solomon was terrible. But went back, watched all the battles, and if I got immersed, in, I'm like, "Oh, this is this is great. I love this." And then I found like little groups that they had like debate groups. Like uh, shout out to uh, Unbiased Group and um, Angry Fan Movement. There's like groups where you can discuss battle rap. Mm-hmm. So got in those groups, started talking. This is around the same time with Math uh, Pun Serious. Right, and I got kicked out of unbiased. <laughs> All right, if you know, if you know what I just said, woo! If you know what I just said. I'm not talking about Ric Flair. Uh, if you know what I just said, you, you you're connected to this battle rap culture. Yes. So yeah, go go look that up. Mm-hmm. Math Math Hoffa versus Sirius Jones. But go ahead, continue. Yeah, yeah. So to wrap it up in a nice little bow. Got kicked out of the group. Had to beg uh, Chris Unbiased to get back in the group. Got back in the group. <laughs> learned to watch my mouth because the dude I was getting into it with actually was a was an admin. And I would call him, I was talking crazy to him. I would call him, call him a narc and a cop and everything. He was talking about, well, that's assault and all that stuff. And I was going in all over there. I was not about the group anymore. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'll say this. So learn all the stuff. Um, like now when new events come out, I'm always watching the pay-per-views on them, the bootlegs. If I get, if I can't watch the pay-per-view, I'll watch the bootleg. Mm-hmm. I also watch them on YouTube. So let's transition that into last Saturday. Yeah. I went, came, came over to his spot. We watched, uh, was it Gnome 5? Gnome 5, yeah. Gnome 5. Not the main events, 5. And it's the first time that Smack ever did pay-per-view. So that was like supposed, a big... Supposed to be doing it with that uh, that Lux battle. Yeah, but it, it, that, and that's what I was thinking. I think they're setting that up. That's mm-hmm. why he tried it, to see how the money looked. Right. Because I think on Summer Madness 5, what he's trying to do is get Mook, uh, Mook and Surf, and Lux and Clips. Hmm. So Mook's gonna cost about a hundred some odd thousand dollars. <laughs> Let's gonna cost about about fifty to eighty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So you had to find a new revenue stream. Right. So you know I, I paid thirty. I paid thirty bucks. I'm supporting everything. So I watched the battles. There were good battles, but the problem I have is when people can't keep it real, and that that's one thing that the internet spawned is the fact that, like like I'm the one. That's one thing you learn about me. My opinions sometimes are a bit left field, mm-hmm. but I'm able to sit down with you and say okay. This is why I feel this way. Mm-hmm. These people just be making statements, and it's just like, well, why do you feel that way? Is this my opinion? Like, okay, <laughs> like, how did you formulate this opinion? Why you want to know? Like, like we're, we're a debate group. The part of part of us is have a conversation about why you feel a certain way. Yeah, get out of your feelings, emo. Yeah, yeah. So then they start <laughs> they start attacking you personally. Like, oh, why your girl ugly? Well, like, what? <laughs> like, excuse me. Okay, conversation's over. Finding emo. Mm, there you go. <laughs> so, like, you saw the um, Halloween clips battle, right? What did you think about it? I wasn't impressed <laughs> for the overall battle. Off the rip for the oh, overall for the overall, overall battle. Overall, now clips, nice. I saw what he did to T Rex. Mm-hmm. Killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
fan of Hollow. Mm-hmm. Like his style. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the battle, I was expecting greatness. I As was, was I. I was expecting a Hollow Lux. I was expecting a. Uh, I was spe- expecting something epic. Exactly. So it was light. Mm-hmm. Hollow had some, you know. Hollow was nice, mm-hmm. but that's not the Hollow I saw go in on Joey Buttons. Mm-hmm. That's not the Hollow that I've seen in other battles. Well, he would did better than the Joe Button battle. The first round with on the Joe Button battle, he went in. But after that, he kind of like fell off. And I, I have a theory behind that, but I'm not getting to that on this show. Right. But it, it was, was it up was there. Right. It was all right. It was was it better than him and Surf? Oh, uh, Hollow, Hollow and Surf. Uh, I gotta go back and watch it. It's not like fresh in my mind to where I'd be like, yeah, 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 two one, three zero. Like I like I don't even remember. I remember <laughs> time out, Michigan. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, Hollow had like some you know some nice some nice punches. So, mm-hmm. but I, like I said, I gotta go back and watch it mm-hmm. to even speak on it like that. And that's one thing I'm gonna get into you like um. <laughs> Like the top three um, battle rap um, battle rap events or the rap battles to watch. If you never experienced battle rap, I'm give you three uh, rap battles to watch to kind of get your feet wet in the game. Mm-hmm. But basically, I think that performance was it's probably his second best since he came out of jail from two years ago. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the him versus Lux was number one. This was probably number two. Him versus Surf three, and then him versus Button four. But I still have to say this. To me, it was, well, to a lot of people, it was a clear 2-1, first round, second round. Hollow was going in, killed him. Mm-hmm. At the angle of, um, basically, your rhyme style is repet- it's like repeat, it's, um, predictable mm-hmm. and it's repetitive. Right. And then for him to say that and break it down and give examples and then turn around, have clips start rapping and do the exact same thing and say some of the exact same things he said he was going to say, mm-hmm. that negates that round. Mm-hmm. Hollow wins. That's right. the first round. Second round, he breaks him down with the business aspect, talking about how a Harlem dude with no bread, <laughs> and he goes on all these different examples, like, that's like a Rossiferi with no bread, like, all that stuff. <laughs> and then he turned around and took uh, Clip's slogan and copyrighted it, wrote it, and sold the t-shirts outside the venue to make money off of Clip's. Yeah, like, that's, that's like... That's ultimate. Yeah, disrespect. That's ultimate, like, yo, you're you're done. But people will still say, oh, he won a second. And that's the round where he was rapping to Cortez and all that stuff. Yeah, it's like. Clips. Yeah, they were like, but they're saying, oh, he won that round too. No, you don't win that round. <laughs> yeah, so like, you're not even battling your opponent. You're talking about his friend over here. Like, well, you lived in my house. Like, oh, okay. okay what about this guy? <laughs> yeah. What about this guy that's in front of you? Exactly. So, but the people, I said to this, so you get on the internet and you talk to these people. Most, everybody, majority of people saying, yeah, hollow to one, easy, simple. But it's always those three or four people who want to be old contrarian. Which is one of my names. Yeah, oh, contrarian. So, and I understand it, but you gotta keep it real with yourself. Once again, like I said, if I'm gonna say something that's contrary to what everybody thinks, I better be backing it up hard body. Right. So just like oh, like I said, oh, he do make posts. Oh, clips three o. I don't like all the corny jokes and 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 stupid angles. I like bars. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, what bars did he have? And they're like, talk about something else. No, hey, hey, over here. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what bars? <laughs> what bars? Yeah. Excuse me. Mm. <laughs> so, well, his bars are better than Hollow saying blah 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 blah. And I'm like, but what bars the clips at? The final, I'm like, yo, I go, I go wrap around you. We do, we do the first round. I'll go bar for bar with you right now. Well, I can't do that. I know. <laughs> I know. He has no bars. Yes, like you can't do that because number one, he didn't watch the battle enough. I watched it five times. You watch it like once, and it's like, oh, I like clips bars better, but I can't think of any of these bars. But I think they're better. Right. So. One thing you learned about, like I said before, I will I will break stuff down logically. But also, if I'm wrong, I will tell you, 
yo, you got me on that. I, I got rethinking what I was thinking. So some of the stuff you'll hear out of my mouth, it w- will be shocking. So at some point, but I'm going to back it up. But if somebody can call in, I dare you. The, they won't. Phone has <laughs> been dead since uh, my first show. So they're not going to call in. Oh, I, 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 I have somebody to call because they're going to hate what I'm going to say about uh, our, our great friend, J. Cole. Mm. But um, we'll get to that later. Well, we can transition to that now. Anyway. Short on time. Anyway. Uh, we had also to, uh, to let you all know, uh, we're in talks of doing a show here at Fishbowl. Uh, me and Old Contrarian over here slash Chris Fishbowl is going to be doing a uh, show up here. Uh, we're going to run with uh, Word to Remo. Yeah, Remo. Okay, Word to Remo. That's our acronym, Remo, R-I-M-O, Rapping My Opinion. Then we're going to Word to Remo, so we're going to do that. So just give you a taste of what, you know, some of the things we're going to be talking about. We're going to be getting into, like, music and albums and breaking down albums and, and you know, comparing albums and, and, you know, talking about how this artist is trash and how, you know, you, you guys is hyping this guy up. This guy is trash. We're going to break his catalog down and show you why he's trash. And as uh, my brother just said, debates. We, we're going to talk about We're going to break stuff down. We're going to give you facts. We're not going to sit here and be in our emotions talking about, oh, I don't like J. Cole because I don't like how his hair, I don't like how he be wearing his haircut. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. We ain't going to be doing it like that. So mm-hmm. we're going to be breaking stuff down. So boom. Go ahead. Go in. Okay. So one thing I was going to talk about is J. Cole. I'm not a fan Off of the rip. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to start with J. Cole. I was going to start with Kanye, <laughs> but I'm going to go with J. Cole. I'm going to give you all a little taste. J. Cole, to me, is one of the most overrated artists that is out right now, mm-hmm. especially of the New Jacks. Like, one thing, I'm not a Wale fan, but J. Cole is just, <laughs> I, I understand it, but I don't get it mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, I have several conversations with people who are what I like to call J. Cole apologists, <laughs> and they'll say things like, oh, J. Cole is so deep, uh, he, he really in tune with the community, and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. So they use the example of him being marching in Ferguson. Right, I was just about to say that. That's that's cool. That doesn't mean you're in tune. Nelly, yeah, the, Nelly's out there. Yeah, Nelly was there for the white white by Nelly album. <laughs> he, got, he got booed. Uh, Al Sharpton is out there. Been out there. Mm-hmm. He's not in tune. Yeah. So because so, so, you're there, don't mean you're part of the community. <laughs> um, they'll say, oh, he's like the stuff he talks about is so deep. Now, the reason why I'm very hard on J Cole is because I actually took the most time probably ever trying to get into an artist with J Cole. Mm-hmm. Like usually you have maybe two to three songs with me, and if I if I don't like it, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Worth the common. If I don't like it, I don't like it. I don't mean that I'm hating. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what song was that? Ah, uh, I was I was I was thinking he was coming with that. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like it. That don't mean that I'm hating. I forgot. I just want to innovate, and I've got the worst out of that. Six cents. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Got you on that point. one. Take a point off. There you go. <laughs> but um. So with him, I remember hearing about it on Twitter, like, oh, J. Cole, he dropped this tape, uh, Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And that's around the same time, I think, when Who Dat came out. So I heard Who Dat. Don't get me started. <laughs> so I heard Who Dat, and I'm like, eh. It's not a good, it's not a, it's not a good strong song mm-hmm. to come out mm-hmm. with your uh, first album. Not yeah. Good, not a good strong song. Yeah, so I heard I'm like, eh. And I remember it's around the same time when Drake was coming out, because they were saying, oh, I think Drake said it. He was like, I'm like the I'm like the new Jay. I'm like Jay Z, and Cole is like Nas. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo. So me being Nas, a Nas a fanatic. Apologize. No, a fanatic. <laughs> we, don't apologize, we don't apologize for Nas, <laughs> except for that uh, Nas album. <laughs> Shout out to that Nas Not as bad as everybody made out to me. But anyway, um, so I'm like, okay. He perked the ears up. Let me see what this, this guy got. 
Listen to Friday Night Lights. I remember, only thing I remember about the album is like cutting it off after four or five songs. Like, this is not interesting. Mm-hmm. He didn't catch me. Um, that's when then Cold World came out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let me try it again. You had the workout. That's what the straight up now tell me. Do you really want? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. I, I, I can't do this. Um, um, nobody's perfect. Yeah, I, 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 I that was cool. That was a cool song. Um, what else was on that album? Is it well song? And I was like, eh. yeah, Trey song, the one with Trey songs. Uh, uh, what was that song called? It was a song with Trey songs, and it was on the beach. I remember the video. It was on the beach. Uh, or it sounds like something I don't like. <laughs> it sounds like something like something soft. No, um, I'm about to think of it when I leave. Mm-hmm. But also, um, the Mr. Nice Watch song, him and Jay. Mm-hmm. That song was trash. Yeah, I was like, eh, <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah I, why did you hop on that? Yeah, the beat was Save the brother. Yeah, yeah I understand. That was that was right. So I'm like, eh, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Then Born Center comes out, and everybody was going crazy over Born Center. Oh my God, this is a classic album. Yeah, my God, Born Center. He's stepping it up. Okay, <laughs> I got through three songs on that one. That's the the Illuminati song, and like two other songs of that. And I'm like, no, no, like he's not. He doesn't capture me. <laughs> Like lyrically, he's very simple. Mm-hmm. He he's not profound. Some people can be simple and profound. Mm-hmm. Hence, Fonte. Sorry, <laughs> but you simple. But you can say something like you never thought of, and it, it changes your perspective on things. He had mm-hmm. never said anything like that. Uh, he had that um, "Let Nas Down" song, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yes, yeah, you let the whole generation down." <laughs> so yes, so I was upset when Nas did the remix. Get him. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> So I was upset when Nas did the remix. Everybody points to that, like, "Oh yeah, Nas gave him the crown. Nas gave him the crown." I'm like, no, no, he did not. He just said, "Hey, you're okay. You're cool, buddy." <laughs> That's all he said. But like the song, I kept hearing like, um, "What song with him and uh, the song with him and uh, Miguel?" I don't even. Know. If you believe me, if I said I believe that, that crap. That, that's oh, yeah, a stalker. Yeah. Has a stalker song. <laughs> like so. I remember that song. Yeah. So like, was good. Yeah, probably so. But Video still, that's a stalker song. I don't want to hear about stalking chicks and everything. So I'm like, I'm done. I'm on here. Mm-hmm. Then 2014, Four Seal Drive drops. And the internets are going crazy again. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, J. Cole is the greatest thing ever in life. Oh my God. I said I heard that album. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to challenge myself. And, and this is one thing I'm going to put out here for the end of the show. I'm going to challenge myself to listen to that album. Um, Wale's album about nothing. Uh, yeah, no, this is hard. <laughs> Um, Big Sean's uh, Dark Dark Sky Paradise. Where's it going? Dark Sky Paradise. Dark Sky Paradise. I'm gonna I'm I'm try to re-listen to Drake's. If you're reading this, it's too late. I did not like that album at all. And the the greatest album of the century, <laughs> King Lavar to, to Pimp a Butterfly. To Pimp a Butterfly. So I'm gonna attempt to listen to all five of those albums, unbiased, and just listen to them objectively. And break down what I like and do not like about those albums. Okay. So that is one of my goals. <laughs> it's very hard for me to say this, but I'm going to try to do this. Mm-hmm. But yes, so that's my problem with J. Cole. He does not grab me. He doesn't. He speaks to people, to young people who haven't went through anything yet. Mm-hmm. I'm 30, so I don't want to hear about oh the first time I had sex. Like yeah, that that's great. That was great 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah cool. But I don't hear about it now. You two will be talking about that kind of stuff. But that's, that's that's the tar- target audience. So, so boom. So the other stuff we're gonna be getting into, you know, just like I said, breaking down albums like uh, Nas's 
was it? It was written versus uh, Illmatic. Illmatic talking about Pox albums, uh, like All Eyes on Me versus uh, Me Against the World. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just breaking down albums. <laughs> me Against the World. <laughs> yeah, like, and actually breaking down song for song, not just saying, <laughs> yeah, I like, I like Me Against the World mm-hmm. because I like the album. Like, we, like I said, we're going to be breaking down albums. Like, if you're a fan of music, this is something to, to get you, get an understanding of, you know, give you much more than just the listening experience, mm-hmm. you know, from people who like myself and uh, old con- contrarian over here mm-hmm. who actually listen to the albums and, you know, and have something to say mm-hmm. regarding that. Um, do you have anything else you want to add in regards to words to Remo? Um, how much time we got? Uh, like two minutes. Well, that's terrible. So I will give you, give, give me two underrated pox songs. Two underrated pox songs. No, no, not the, not the stuff we hear on the radio All or right. the stuff we know about. It's underrated. Boom. Uh, Tupac, Me Against the World, uh, what is that? Uh, I'll be going on a long vacation. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. Yep. Me and me. Will I see the penitentiary mm-hmm. or will I stay free? Mm-hmm. And then let's see. Um, Blasphemy. Dope, dope. Yeah, so it ain't easy, of course. You know, I'm, I'm, I think that's in his top five greatest songs of all time. Um, I was going to say um, Hellraiser or um, Holla at Me. If you see me. Better holler at yeah, me. Yeah. You better be where you Yeah. If, if you know what was going on around that same time, that that, that first verse everybody thinks is for Biggie, that was for Stretch from Live Squad. Mm. And if you don't know a story about Stretch from Live Squad, crazy story and the connection with Nas, crazy. Mm. But, like, the first verse was to him, then, like, the um, third verse was to the chick that they claimed that they say he raped. Mm. So, yeah. like. Stuff you stuff like that you'll find out. You might just listen to the song and be like, oh, that was a nice little tune. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You get the backstories as to what it is about. Mm. So, boom. So, uh, give everybody your uh, your social media links, contact information. Uh, we'll have that for the next show. I have to set up the uh, Facebook page. I have to set up the Twitter account and all that wonderful stuff. But, um. I have nothing for me right now. Oh, okay. I, I gotta reset everything up. Okay, look at this guy. I know. So prepared. Yeah, so prepared. So, so you know that um, Kim Naki is the organized one, the organized brother. I'm the unorganized, free flowing one. Yes. So, so that page may, may never appear. No, no, it, it, it will appear. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna do things differently this show. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and close it out, and I'm gonna play the song uh, leading out. So, uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, today, great show. We talked about the euphemisms. For a new religion. We talked about black excellence, hip hop, and religion, uh, Rice University. Uh, Professor Bum B and Professor Anthony Pl- uh, Penn uh, down at Rice University. A course on hip hop and religion. Technology, the virtual reality theme park out in uh, Pleasant Grove, Utah, opening next summer. Uh, design, the fashion library, Lena Fashion Library out in Amsterdam. Talked about the documentary, The Century Itself, how we are pretty much clones and uh, how we've been uh, duped into being superficial and uh, consumer, consumer, over, overly, over consumers. And then lastly, I talked about lifestyle, a father and son team making $1.3 million on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So you can check this show out. It'll be on uh, SoundCloud probably like next year because I've been <laughs> slacking. So you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash I love sex. That's C-E-X, not S-E-X, to catch this show if you missed it. Uh, you can catch me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash I love sex. Also, you can go to the main website, which uh, is not up to date, www.ilovesex.com. You can check us out there. Or if you want to hit me up personally, Kim Naki, uh, facebook.com forward slash K-H-E-M-N-A-K-H-I. So we're going to leave it on that note. Again, this is Fishbowl Radio Network. You are listening to 
Practice Safe Sex, which means practice searching and finding endless creative expression. I am your host, Kim Naki. I have my co-host with me, uh, old contrarian, DJ Lane. Rambling Randy. <laughs> Rambling Randy. <laughs> Negative Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Simpleton. Yeah, Sam Simpleton. Man of many names. I wouldn't lie. Word. So, again, I'm going to leave you on this note. Uh, remember, it's always a safe bet to practice safe sex. So continue to search and find endless creative expression. Why? Because it's the way to perfection. CEX, I believe we next. Sex addicts, we the best at it. I love sex.com is where it happens. So I'm going to end it in the show on this note. I uh, have the instrumental by Kloss Layer. Slow down. And you can catch Kloss Layer at www. Give my notes. SoundCloud.com forward slash Captain dash Cook Crook Captain dash Crook That's SoundCloud.com forward slash Captain dash Crook To uh, if you like this beat by Klaus Lair uh, Amsterdam, he's actually from Amsterdam rep- rep- uh, Represent Make it tell us where, uh, where it actually is <laughs> <laughs> So boom, we're going to lead out with this uh, Instrumental by Klaus Lair called Slow Down From his album The Adventures of Captain Crook Here on Practice Safe Sex Slow down, slow down